to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Markable Entrepreneur Podcast. I am so excited about this chat. I think we're going to have so much fun. So I have David Perret on with me from Military to Millionaire. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Okay, so I'm just going to, like with all of my guests, pretty much jump straight into it. Um, okay. I'd love to know more about your brand and how it all kind of came about. In 2018, uh, so I guess we go way back. I was in the Marine Corps, joined in 2008. In 2015, I bought a house and I was like, wow, this is awesome. I bought a a duplex. My tenants were paying most of my mortgage. And then when I moved out, they were paying me to own the place. Um, And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, this is making me a little extra money. I'm not having to do a ton of extra work. There's something to this, uh, you know, all the normal reasons. And in 2018, I just kind of started writing about what I was doing, documenting, um, you know, military, like real estate stuff, like learning about how to use the VA loan and learning about how to manage properties from afar or, you know, all these different things. And Mm. it, it wasn't, there wasn't really any intent behind you know, what it was going to turn into, uh, just kind of giving away free content, free advice, you know, letting people follow me along on my journey. And then it just kind of picked up steam. And, uh, so at this point, what we do is we help service members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth with, uh, real estate, entrepreneurship, personal finance. We have, uh, like a mastermind, we have a lot of free content. We help introduce people to agents or lenders across the country. We've helped vets buy millions of dollars worth of real estate this year, uh, alone and um, using their VA loan or or in actual investments. Um, in fact, I kind of need to I need to tally that up one of these days so I could say like this many millions. But uh, <laughs> I mean, like inch inching on like fifty million dollars in primary residences across the country, and and wow. you know um, I would be confident in saying over hundred hundreds of millions in actual like investments and bigger deals, um, which has been cool. And then along the way, I you know I've built up a Right now, I think I own about four and a half million dollars worth of real estate and kind of achieved financial freedom last year and and decided that I was going to leave the military, go in the reserves and take it full time. And uh, now we're kind of playing that that struggle game where it's like, all right, this is full time. I'm I'm on my own now. Like I've got to hiring people. And, you know, I had my first employee quit two days ago and now I'm Uh, I'm hiring more people. And uh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's it's fun. So you know. Oh, cool. Okay, I, I, there's so many things that I want to talk about because I think you. It, that's, that's why I said at the very beginning. I'm so excited about this chat because I want to talk about your past and almost like you know being um, in the Marine Corps at Corps and you know like the whole what made you even decide to take that first step and that plunge even into investing in your first you know real estate. But then I also do want to talk about now and business. You know, because I, I think we all know as entrepreneurs, there's just a lot of there's some ups, but there's a lot of downs. Let's just say I'm on an up um, today. Been a lot of downs this month, but we're on an up oh, today. So. Good, good, good. I got you on a good day there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so why don't you start us all the way back? So you, I think you mentioned 2015. So this is um, seven years into you've been um, in in the Marine, and what made you decide at that point to take this plunge to invest to make your first investment? 
Yeah, somebody was trying to get me into uh, Amway to do like the you know kind of the sell products for a different company, um, and they handed me the book Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, and they were like, "Hey, read this." And I was like, "Oh." All right. Well, I don't really read. Uh, I didn't like reading. It wasn't a big thing for me in high school. I think mainly because like the books were forced to read in high school or it's like they purposefully went and picked like the most miserable, like tedious books ever. And they're like, here, read this book about this dead witch. And you're like, I'm a 16 year old guy. I don't care about dead witches. So I didn't like reading. Um, And then I was handed Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I was like, ah, you're not going to read that. And he gave me the CD. He was like, well, just listen to it while you drive. You drive a lot. Okay, fine. Uh, You called me out on it, so I'll listen to it. And man, that book changed my life. I mean, I I listened to it and then I was hooked on the idea of passive income and cash flow and no longer trading time for dollars. And and I started, you know, very quickly like, all right, well, I'm going to buy. I thought real estate was cool. And it just kind of happened to be good timing. I, I, my apartment lease was going to end in December, January, and I had to decide if I was going to stay there for the next six months while I still lived in Missouri, or if I was going to buy a place like a duplex and I was going to live in one half and rent the other, or, you know, what I was, what I was thinking I was going to do. And so I was like, well, let's just go look at some properties and see what happens. And then we found one that we liked that made sense, uh, made, made an offer. And, and then, it, and then after that, it was just kind of like, I was hooked. It was, it was, it was fun. It, it made sense. It was cheaper to live than it had been. It was like pride of ownership. It was, um, it was just a good experience. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then during that time, so uh, before you decide to go full time into this particular into this particular business, how were you sort of juggling? You know, getting into more and more into the real estate world while also working full time. Like, what was that like for you? It- I'm sure you've heard that eight hours of sleep is, is healthy and that most people don't do that. My solution for a long time was to just cut that in half and wake up at like four in the morning. And then it was like, I can work on this for like two and a half hours before I go to work. So I would wake up and do my morning routine and get like an hour or two of stuff done, then go to work. And then I'd come home and change and go to work. And, um, uh, You know, in fact, I even like my, my family moved back to Missouri before I did as we were getting ready to get out of the military. And that last little while that I lived in California alone, I mean, I, I don't even like, there were times I don't think I even enjoyed a weekend, you know, it'd be like, I would have to put on my calendar, you will go read a book in the sun by the swimming pool for an hour today. (laughs) You know, it was bad. Um, And I definitely hit a wall. I definitely burned out, you know, but as miserable in, in some regards as that was, it really, you know, the extra time, it, it really made things grow very quickly. And then I was able to say, okay, like, I mean, that first year I bought a duplex and then it was like a year and a half and I bought a 10 unit. It was another year and I bought another duplex and another year and I bought another, you know, couple of properties. And then in 2021, I've, I don't know, we're, we're, at least 83 units that we've held this year, including a hotel, two apartments and some smaller stuff. And then I've done probably 15 or 16, um, you know, quick transactions where I either got it under contract and sold it to someone else or bought it, cleaned it, sold it or, or full flips. Um, 
we've just got four the up today as we got two under contract yesterday and two under contract today so we've got four properties that we're going to close at the end of january right now all really good deals uh little single family houses that are you know we're buying them for cheap and so uh you know it's it's kind of crazy how fast things can can grow but i mean that that first time was i mean it was literally like i don't have time i don't have a life i'm gonna just this is it uh, which is not the most enjoyable way to do things, but it's worthwhile in the long run, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And so it took me to, um, wow, it sounds like, you know, that's definitely the definition of, you know, when we talk about hockey stick growth, that is definitely hockey stick growth for you. But, um, and that, that's for, for you, for your own portfolio. Um, but then now you're, you're, you transitioned into something a little bit different, which is, I mean, similar concepts and everything, but now you're helping other people grow their wealth, which yeah. is a lot of responsibility. Um, and I want you to talk us, talk me through um, when you made that decision to, you know, to also help others, was there anything that did hold you maybe back a little bit um, from you know, that? <laughs> maybe, do you have any fears maybe going into, into that? Why, why, why are you going to call me out like that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I struggle very badly with imposter syndrome. And when I say imposter syndrome for, for anyone listening who doesn't know what that is, that is the voice in your head that says, well, I could write this book, but who would read it? Or who am I to write a book? Nobody would read it. Or who am I to, you know, teach a course on basic real estate investing? Because I've only got, you know, I don't know, 20 units. So what do I know? Uh, who am I to, start a mastermind group, right? Like there's somebody out there who's more qualified, you know, all these things that hold you back. Um, and I, I struggle with that, that voice in my head. I mean, that's not a, it's not a, you know, fleeting thing. It's there. Um, and, and I've, a lot of it's been with, you know, partnering with somebody uh, that I've had to overcome that or, or just kind of forcing yourself to take the next step. And eventually you get to where you're comfortable with the momentum, but um, it's been an interesting, interesting ride for sure. And yeah. yeah, that, that's been probably the hardest part is overcoming the, the like fear of, you know, what if, like, what yeah. if I do this and I'd fail or what if I do this and no one watches or whatever? Yeah. And I mean, I've got a couple of questions for that as I always do, but do you, um, do you still struggle with that now, you know, being however many months and years into it? Yeah. I think it's kind of a, continual thing. It's definitely better. Um, I've learned to get around it a little bit. I've, I've learned, you know, it, and, uh, but it's almost, it's almost like having a governor on your car or a limiter. Right. And so it's like, it's hard to take that limiter off and it's hard to reset that limiter or, or thermometer or whatever you want to call it that, you know, kind of keeps you at a, a certain, certain level. It, it it's, it's almost funny. Cause it's like, it's hard to go hundred percent in anything because you, you hold yourself back. Um, yeah. yeah, I still struggle with it, but I just surround myself with people who are the right kind of people to surround yourself with and people who will say like, no, go for it, you know, or, or no, awesome. take that next step or whatever. Yeah. Cause that was going to be my next question, which is, you know, because I know that a lot of our, our listeners suffer from the exact same thing. Like this is no, you know, we all go through it in our own ways, but do you have any particular advice for people who, um, even if it's something really small, that can get them past this for them. I would just say surround yourself with people who are either going in the same direction or have already been where, where you want to go. Uh, because, you know, the, the guy who's three steps further up the ladder is going to be able to tell you it's fine. Come on. You know, as opposed to the person on the ground yelling at you, like, you know, it's like somebody who jumps off a cliff and is in the water 
and they're like, come on, jump. It's fine. It, it, it's a little bit more believable than the person who's still on the cliff. Like, no, you'll be okay. Go, you know? So um, I don't know. It's just surrounding yourself with those people, right? They're going to pull you out of your comfort zone. They're going to give you, they're going to tell you, yes, you, you got this, like go for it. Uh, but, but ultimately you're going to have to make that decision. And, and if you can't, if you find yourself just stuck on the X, um, try partnering with someone. Mm, I like that. That's really, that's actually really practical. Um, okay. So let's talk about, you know, now, and we spoke at the, from the very beginning that there are, you know, lots of ups. Today is an update, for example, but, you know, very recently you've had some downs. <laughs> um, can you talk us through a, a particular down moment for you that was potentially, um, I don't want to make, I want it to sound dramatic, but, you know, it was like, change like life changing business changing whatever that might have actually potentially you know tweaked or um the, the the path that you were on you know was there any moment like that for you i've had a couple deals that didn't go so well um in fact i'm in i'm in one right now that three years later we're still in a lawsuit trying to get our money back out of um yeah. and so i think part of it was kind of pulling back the reins on, I went a little too hard in the paint on a few things and uh, I had to pull back and say, all right, time to slow a little bit, kind of plateau for a little bit and then start climbing again. Um, so I think that was, was one where I, I had set a goal to buy 50 units or something or 30 units or whatever in a year. And mm -hmm. I didn't really have any reason to set that goal other than trying to push myself. And I think yeah. I, you know, it was unnecessary and it caused me to buy something that I was almost pushing myself into by being like, you're going to buy this. You're going to hit this goal instead of just yeah. you know, buying a good deal. Um, I would say that was one really the other, the, the down, you know, like when I talk down this month, what I mean is just really trying to figure out the chaos that is finances as an entrepreneur. Um, so for example, we've got four properties under contract today or in the last 48 hours, uh, each one of those potentially make bare minimum 15,000 a piece, right? I, I would say uh, if we flip them, some of them are 30, $40,000 paydays. If we, if we just hand them off to another investor, probably 15 on the low end, right? They're all really good deals. Um, I probably spent $45,000 over the last three months on marketing and training for new people to do lead calling and, paying my new acquisitions guy and, and all these things. And we didn't have anything to show for it. And so I'm been like in this point where it's like, all right, what are we doing wrong? You know? And, and it's just been ultimately just, you know, marketing going to the wrong spot or, or little things. Right. And it wasn't even like anything that we can point to so much as just sometimes you don't hit the mailers to the right people and you just yeah. got to be consistent. Right. And so you know, it's picking up and it's, it's hit or miss, but it's like, you know, those are the moments where you're like, all right, I have this one thing that's making me good money and I'm taking said good money and I'm throwing it in this other thing <laughs> that's losing <laughs> me good money. And I'm, it's going to work. I hope, I hope, I hope, but like, how long can you hold on and, until you're like, okay, you know, I, I was getting kind of close to the point of like, all right, if this, if we're going to give it like one more month and if we don't turn this thing around, then I need to cut this off and focus on the one that actually works. Um, and it's weird because I had success in this very business earlier this year. So it's, it's like, I know this works, what's going on, you know? So yeah. um, it's just, you, you never know, right. You yeah, never right. know. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like so much of what you talk about, uh, like I can completely empathize with you. Cause I was like, even as you were telling your, your first story around about, 
you know, hitting, wanting to hit this goal. Um, I was just thinking back to my first business. Um, it's still it's actually running. It's in Sydney. I'm in New York City right now, but my um, originally from Sydney. Yeah. And um, my so my first business was in hospitality, it was dessert bars. And I had this goal because, again, you're like that we were going to open, you know, X number of stores in a year which meant that I also got into bad deals, right? I was just like, yep, landlords were coming after us and, we're, and I was like being sold the dream and I was like, yes, okay, we're going to say, and oh my gosh, like the amount of stress and time and money and like battling law, like, like being in all these legal and mediation and stuff to try to get out of these deals was just not worth it. And this is, so thank you for sharing that because I don't think that gets spoken about enough. And I know for me, like, I feel like this is the shadow side of having goals. Like we should all have goals, but let's make sure that those goals aren't driven by things like ego. Like the, like for me, I feel like that was what it probably was, you know, things um, that where we're just trying to prove something to someone, this magical someone, you know, like um, uh, because yeah, it's, this is, this is the thing, like it's, it's very, very unpleasant when you're just almost doing it blindly. So thank you for sharing sharing that. Yeah. Um, okay, so, and, you know, to that point, like our listeners do believe in the power of storytelling um, because that's what actually creates the human connection. Yeah. And you just told us these awesome, awesome stories that make you remarkable, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that where you've been able to grow these businesses to go into another career path, essentially, like do all these things that probably you was not, on your mind, you know, probably even like five, <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> no. I had no idea um, what this was going to turn into. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so my, my question to you now is, you know, do you currently share this, share these stories with your own audience and, and how do you go about do, doing that? Is it on social media? Is it in email marketing? Like what are kind of those avenues for you? Yeah, I have a pretty decent sized platform, probably, uh, probably going on 100 120 to 150,000 followers across uh, social media stuff. We have a Facebook group with like 31,000 people in it. So I, those stories probably most come out on my podcast, uh, or my YouTube channel, but I mean, I, I goof around on, uh, you know, all, all the different social media handles, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. um, you know, sometimes TikTok is definitely the goofy one, right? if you want to see Dave dance in a panda suit, that's way too small. TikTok's (laughs) the place to go. Um, but if you want to get like that, you know, real connection where you can ask questions and stuff, you know, your Facebook, Instagram, um, email, I don't know. Um, and so yeah, it's struggle. It's a struggle. Cause I'm, I would consider myself to be a decent storyteller and I would consider myself to be somebody who has a lot of really good stories that I just don't necessarily know how to tell, but I'm not good at the idea of, Ooh, I want to tell this story or, or give this, this lesson or make this point what's a good story that I can tie into? I struggle with like that side of copywriting and marketing. Um, so I don't often put them in as intentionally as I should, which is a bummer. Cause I, I, if I sat down and did that, I know I'd have much better content. Yeah. Well, we definitely have to have a chat about that because I think I can help you with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not to pitch anything or anything, but uh, <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, that's really cool. But I do like, I do like that, you know, I think fundamentally, you know, there is a purpose to the stories that you tell, right? Because if you do want to make a point, even as you said, like you might struggle with it, but you know that that's actually a really, really important, pe- yeah. important way to actually connect with your audience and have your point come across um, is really through those stories. Um, so is there anything that maybe you 
would look to do differently in your marketing? And maybe actually, why don't we take a step back and talk about first, um, what are you currently doing? What are yeah. your main marketing channels? Why do you focus on those? And then, and then we'll extend on that. I guess it kind of goes into two different groups, right? So it depends. Um, if we're talking like marketing, you know, for like the brand, that's all just content, content, marketing, content, content, guesting on other podcasts, this mm-hmm. right here, potentially, um, mm-hmm. that's probably my, that's my main marketing strategy. If we're talking, you know, and, and I, I am dabbling in some Google ads and, and some other stuff. I don't do quite as much of that as I should, but it's a lot of just content stuff. Um, and then on the, like for the real estate, that's much more, um, you sending, t- you know, thousands of letters out every month. And I, I've hired uh, two cold caller assistants right now who are, you know, picking up the phone and making some phone calls for us to call leads. And, and it's just a lot of, you know, focusing in on what properties we want to buy and targeting those markets. Mm, okay, cool. Um, and then what about going forward? Is there anything that you're looking to do differently? Uh, I'd like to really increase the quality of the content. So I've done a, a lot of it has still been very, um, you know, talking head or, or Dave holding a phone or, um, you know, I, eventually I'd like to get to a point where I can essentially pay someone and be like, here's the things I do every day. You're going to make all this stuff into content. You know, like a, a guy who does it really well is like Ryan Pineda and he, he pays people fairly well, but he has like a full team that follows him around and they, they're always posting like clips of him, you know, cause the mm-hmm. best stories or the best, best points you make, they come up in conversation when you're like, Oh no, let me hear, here's a great analogy from this experience I had, but you don't think about them when you're making content. And so it's like, you know, yes. get to a point where somebody can, you know, like, I'd like to have this person follow me through some of these really messed up houses that we're buying. Yeah. Like, oh, Dave almost fell through the floor here. Let's do a <laughs> funny video, you know? And so uh, I think that's probably like the ultimate level is getting to where, you know, you have people who can kind of follow you around and capture like real world content. But, but yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's awesome. That's that would be priceless. I mean, if we could, and also, I don't know how comfortable I would be having someone literally follow me around all day. Cause I was just thinking about like being in, you know, a Kardashian, for example. And do you have any privacy at all? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but maybe that's not the point. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're rich, so something worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I want yeah. to enjoy my life too, though. So. Do you, do you need to be private if you've got all this? Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> okay, so a lot of um, founders listening to this are looking to scale at some point. You know, as I, as we were talking about, you've, you've kind of enjoyed, you're in it right now where you're, you're enjoying that hockey stick moment for you. You're really looking to scale. Um, and so what kind of, from a team perspective, and, you know, you did just mention that someone just quit, um, but... But like, how many, how many team members do you have? Maybe we'll start like to start hiring here in the first place. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got two in person. So I have a, an executive assistant who sits right outside the door and, and uh, I'm trying to figure out how to utilize her to her full capacity because I'm not the best at handing tasks off and we're getting there. Um, but she's cleared a lot off my plate already. Then I have an acquisitions manager who is physically you know, once we set these appointments with the 
phone calls or the letters or whatever, he's physically going to the appointments and writing the offers and signing the contracts and, you know, making the magic happen on the buy side. And then uh, a whole bunch of like virtual assistants. So uh, I hired and trained two cold callers. One of them was the one who, one of the two, one of the two is one who just quit. She'd worked for me for like four days, got really sick, then had some personal stuff come up, couldn't make it to work and just, I don't know. Yeah. Is what it is. Um, And then we hired, hired the other one. Uh, so he's full-time. And then I've got a couple just kind of hodgepodge, like somebody who does my transcription, somebody who does my, uh, a lot of my video editing, not all of it. I still do a lot of it, but he does the rest. And then somebody who does my thumbnails. Um, and that's it for now. Um, as we start landing some more of these deals, we'll eventually bring in a, uh, like a disposition person to uh, be selling the deals on the, on the, on the other side. And we'll probably bring in like a lead manager to, to oversee all the leads once they come into our funnel full time. Uh, but for right now, that's kind of it. Um, we'll kind of see where we grow from there. And then I also have a, an editor and some freelance writers for the website. Awesome. Amazing. So there you go, you guys. Uh, an inside uh, preview, sneak peek. Uh, into how David runs his his business, and this is so. This has been so so super helpful for everyone listening to this. If anyone is interested in seeing what you offer, where is the best place for them to go? From military to millionaire There you go. Simple. We will put that in the show notes. So you guys definitely go check that out. Um, David's just been an amazing amazing guest. Thank you so much for sharing your stories, your knowledge, everything, um, and. If you loved this episode, please leave us a great review, a rating, share it with all your friends, and I will see you on the next one. Deidre Shen here. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.